Welcome to a series of talks about objective consciousness, an objective universe, and an objective way to awaken. Expanding upon the works of George I. Gurdjieff and Russell A. Smith. This podcast is the final part of the audiobook of The Blueprint of Consciousness and the end of this current series, where we published everything in the book except the final two parts of the objective exercise, namely, the great secret and the great truth, and the objective exercise itself. In this episode, we present the remaining part of the premise. As far as we know, the objective exercise is perhaps the only repeatable and objective way to awaken higher centers that currently exists. Let's begin. The Blueprint of Consciousness An Accelerated Path to Awakening by Russell A. Smith Appendix 1, Part 3 The Objective Exercise, The Premise, Final Part Before you begin each stage, realize what it means to sense I as the body, to feel the emotions of wish, or to intellectually remember yourself by mind alone. Additionally, when you sense, if you only go for 30 seconds, you do not have a prayer of awakening. You must have more than just 30 seconds worth of attention in your instinctive center. Or, on the other hand, if you go for two hours, you are probably not using the attention of your higher parts, only the automatic attention of your jack. That is, you are just mechanically cycling through sensations. I can smell this, I can hear that, etc. But you are not holding attention, thus not depleting your accumulators. You do know the difference between having mechanical attention and holding attention, don't you? It is like if you were out in the woods and heard a strange noise, you would freeze, stand motionless, and bring your instinctive center to a state of full attention. All your senses would be saying, Red alert! Red alert! Your attention would be on your senses. You would be trying to see every movement, hear every sound, smell every smell, taste every scent, and trying, with everything you have, to discover what the noise was. And, by doing so, you will quickly figure out that you are unable to do it for very long. Because holding sensations will rapidly deplete the attention of your higher parts. So, your attention needs to be longer than just 30 seconds. But it does not need to be 35 or 40 minutes. Complete the I. Complete the am, and 
When you are out of attention, move into the third stage of your rocket ship. The to remember by mind alone that you are you. When you get to the third stage, hold the knowledge of yourself with just your mind. I am me. I do not need a sensation to tell me that I am me. I do not need an emotion to tell me that I am me. I know that I am me. I have known that I am me all my life. I am me. By my mind alone, I know that I am me. I know of my existence. I am holding one thought. I am keeping all the other thoughts out. By mind alone, I am keeping myself present in myself. By mind alone. I want to remember by mind alone that I am me. I do not need a sensation to do that. I do not need a feeling to do that. This part is strictly an intellectual constatation of yourself. Try to keep all other thoughts out, except one. To remember, by mind alone, that you are you. If you do it right, and hold it for as long as you can, you will rapidly deplete the attention of your third story, and the fuel in the third stage of your rocket ship. This one will be even shorter than the others, and might go two, three, or maybe four minutes, because most of the fuel is in the lower story, there is less in the middle story, and even less in the upper story. However, every once in a while, someone has more attention in their middle story than they had in their lower story. But that is an anomaly. Sensing is usually the biggest. After all, in our evolutionary development, the lower story came into existence millions of years before the other stories came into existence. And thereby has more attention. Okay, after two, three or four minutes, you will no longer be able to hold the intellectual awareness of yourself. You are out. You are spent. Then, we want you to make one final push. The push of myself and do all three simultaneously. Because while you are doing the wish, and while you are doing the to remember, maybe some fuel built up in one of the accumulators in the lower story, or later in the middle story. So, we want you to bring back the eye, the sensing, the wish, the feeling, 
and try to continue to hold the to remember myself by mind alone for as long as you can. Thus, when you do myself, you will be doing all three just in case any fuel has built back up. We repeat. When you do myself, we want you to do all three. Bring back the sensing, bring back the emotions, and continue to hold the thought of remembering yourself by mind alone. When you are done, if you did your job correctly, that is, if you made great efforts and depleted each of your stories, then the myself part will only go 30, 40, or 50 seconds. Because by then, you should be virtually out of attention. And so, after doing myself for 30, 40, or 50 seconds, you will have nothing left. You will just be a bunch of jacks, some blobs of automatic stuff that can no longer hold attention on any of the functions of your three-story factory. Okay. When you are totally done, totally out, have nothing left to give, have used up all your attention, have exhausted the attention of your lower story, have exhausted the attention of your middle story, have exhausted the attention of your upper story, have exhausted all your attention and have nothing left to give. At that moment, all you will need to consider is the great secret and the great truth. The moment you do, the moment you consider the great secret and the great truth, an undeniable realization will arise in you, and you will know beyond the shadow of a doubt that what you have just considered is indeed the most important thing you have ever considered in your entire life, and as such, is the most important part of the exercise. With that knowledge, you will instantly be transformed and will awaken. It is like, let's suppose somebody hid a million dollar voucher in your house. It is certified by the biggest, most reliable accounting firm in the world. They have verified that it is there. A million-dollar voucher is somewhere in your house. But you only have 24 hours to redeem it. How hard do you think you would look for it? You would probably turn over every chair, open every cupboard, look under every sink, maybe even knock holes in the walls and tear down the sheetrock. Right? 
it would be an exhaustive search. You would not be looking leisurely. You would be, in a sense, engaged in a frantic search looking for the voucher. Because it is verified, it is certified, and it is absolutely there, right? And let us suppose you looked everywhere. That is, you really looked everywhere. Under the carpets, under the chairs, up under the drawers, in the vents. You looked everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. You performed an exhaustive search, looking for the voucher. And, at the end of your search, after having looked everywhere, and having not found it, that is, believing that there is nowhere left to search, you are then told the great secret and the great truth, which reveals where you have not yet searched. By hearing such truth, you intuitively know where the voucher is, and thereby rapidly obtain it and claim the million-dollar prize. When a man is ready to receive the great secret and the great truth, it will be given unto him. But firstly, before you receive it, we want you to understand a bit more about the functioning of your inner world. Your inner world is likened to a classroom of students who have never had a teacher. Can you imagine a classroom of students who have never had a teacher? What are the students like in a classroom who have never had a teacher? There is chaos, right? The children have probably broken into factions. There would be a shop group, a group that is mechanically inclined, talking about automobiles, engines and fast cars. There would be a sports group, interested in all things sports, talking about baseball, football and their favourite athletes. There would be a group of girls, practising their cheers and talking about which boy is the cutest. There would be a group of studious students gathered together with their textbooks open, talking about angles and dimensions. There would be some class clowns chasing each other around the room, throwing spitballs, laughing and having fun. There would even be some loners sitting by themselves at different places in the classroom. Sigh, as they are not part of any group. That is the state of your classroom. Can you see it? Each group animates the classroom for a while. Somebody in the shop group says, Oh, look at that Chevrolet. That is so cool. And everybody looks out the window and goes, Oh yeah, 
That is cool. And for a moment, the class has common focus. But that common focus fragments easily, and everybody quickly goes back to the topics of their group. In addition, each group has a chief feature. That is, there is one kid in each group who directs and controls the group. In the sports group, if the chief feature kid says, the Yankees are the best team in baseball, all the other kids in the sports group go, yeah, we like the Yankees too. In the group of girls, if the chief feature girl says, Bobby is such a dream, he is so cute, all the other girls swoon and say, yeah, he is dreamy. Each group follows the lead of the chief feature kid that is in charge of their group. Fortunately, there are also some magnetic center kids scattered around the classroom. Some of them are in the shop group. Some of them are in the group of girls. Some of them are in the group of studious students. Some of them are in the sports group. Some of them are class clowns. And some of them are loners. These magnetic center kids all hope that someday there will be something more than just the idiotic talk that goes on every day. They long for a real teacher, a real authority. Someone who will bring order and provide structure to the classroom, steering it towards more important things than who is the cutest boy, which is the fastest car, or who is your favorite athlete. And every once in a while, some subject comes up which might lead to something that will benefit the entirety of the class. For instance, if someone says something about mathematics and someone else jokes that the girls know nothing about mathematics, then one of the magnetic center girls says, Well, we are much better at mathematics than the boys are. This stimulates a moment when all the magnetic center kids have a chance to influence the classroom. Let's do some math, one of them says, so that we can beat the girls. Huh, no way, responds one of the magnetic center girls. And the class then engages in a battle of mathematics. Fortunately, over time, the magnetic center kids begin to recognize each other. And as such, they covertly try to keep the classroom unified. They stimulate moments that cause the class to all study history, to all study math, to all study English, or to all do something that the class should be doing. But, unfortunately, at the first distraction, the class again fragments and all the kids quickly lose interest and go back to their individual groups. 
after which the classroom once again falls into chaos, driven by the chief feature kids who animate each group. However, let us suppose we get the kids to understand something about the rules and laws of a school and about the rules and laws of having a real education. And let us suppose we persuade them to compete against each other. That is, to establish which group is best, which group has the most knowledge, which group has the most understanding, and which group is best qualified to lead the classroom. The shop group would talk about engines, parts, and everything related to mechanics until they had exhausted their knowledge. The sports group would elaborate on every sport, every team, every stat, and who the best athlete is, and why. They too would continue until they depleted themselves. Then the group of girls would sing songs, do cheers, and talk about romance, love, and fashion, until they had exhausted their data. Every group would try to prove that their group was best. After which, the groups would insert even more stuff, which they just happened to remember. The process would go back and forth, and back and forth, as each group tried to best the others. Back and forth, back and forth, until everyone was totally out of stuff. After the exhausting efforts put forth by each group, there would come a moment when everybody in the classroom was totally exhausted. The image to envision is of the children lying on the floor, with their tongues hanging out, totally spent. Nobody has any force left to fraudulently stand up and take charge of the classroom. Because, as we said, they are all totally exhausted. At that moment, the children would be in a state of unity. They would have become unified by default. Because, for the first time in the life of the classroom, they were all doing the same thing. That is, they were all lying on the floor exhausted. And, as such, they were unified. And just as cells gain something higher when they unify and become tissues, the children gain something higher when they too become unified. Thus, now that your children are in a state of unification, that is, of being a tissue, they too can be told the great secret and the great truth. You may now be very eager to be told the great secret and the great truth. You are ready. When all your children are on the floor,
totally exhausted, with their tongues hanging out, which causes them to become unified by default, and you have exhaustively searched your house, looking for the million-dollar voucher, even ripping the backs off all the pictures, and still not found it, then you too will be ready to receive the great secret and the great truth, which tells you where it is. We repeat, the moment your kids hit the floor and become a tissue, the moment you finish searching your house looking for the voucher, the moment you deplete your three-story factory, you will be able to comprehend, understand and apply with great force the great secret and the great truth. And you will awaken. We found, after waking up hundreds of people, that before they can comprehend, understand and apply the great secret and the great truth, they first needed to learn the foundational material that supported it. That is, when we told people the great secret and the great truth, without first sharing with them the foundational material, we perpetrated a grave injustice on them. Without first learning the foundational material, the great secret and the great truth will be words without meaning. And, if spoken prematurely, would hinder your chances of awakening. We cannot allow that to happen. Therefore, please do not attempt the next parts unless you have completed the blueprint of consciousness, an accelerated path to awakening, and you have sufficiently practiced the exercises given after Chapter 3. That concludes today's podcast, and this current series. We will take a break and begin again in the new year with podcasts addressing exercises in more detail and covering specific topic areas. Please write to us at information at thedogteachings.com if you would like us to talk about something in particular for you. Meanwhile, if you would like a chance to read the whole book, the Blueprint of Consciousness, an Accelerated Path to Awakening, available as a high-quality 520-page hardback, and also as a PDF download, simply visit the store at our website, thedogteachings.com. The Blueprint of Consciousness contains the full objective exercise to awaken your higher consciousness and has worked for hundreds of people. Check our website, where you will be able to listen to other talks, obtain diagrams, animations, supporting videos, and much, much more. You can also find us on Instagram, Telegram, YouTube, and Facebook under The Dog Teachings.
and, as a reminder, we have two Zoom classes every Sunday to assist you. Level 1 is freely available for anyone who purchases the Blueprint of Consciousness. And the other is also free for those who have obtained the Master Exercises and the Double or Nothing Exercises. And we have a regular book walkthrough class on Thursdays. See under Resources Zoom Classes for more details. All at the dogteachings.com. That's T H E D O G T E A C H I N G S dot com. Goodbye. Until next time.